Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, CK and Joe Rottermill. Throwing the love at you, baby. <laughs> uh, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina, the international YouTube superstar. I'm back. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. And this is our next edition of Throwback Madness Road to WrestleMania. We are here with Prep's pick, WrestleMania 6. Throwing it way back. Yeah, the ultimate challenge. Is this now the oldest show we've reviewed yes, at yes. Matt Madness? By far. Okay. Uh, Joseph and I, I believe, we're the only two. Of the five of us on the Matt Madness uh, podcast that were alive when this show happened. It was, it was in my prime of uh, wrestling watching as yeah. a youth. I was about to turn 11. I was a 10-year-old. I guess you were 9. Um, I was a sprout 9, nine and a half. <laughs> you were. So that was why I specifically wanted to make sure you were on this episode because you actually... Remember this. I lived it. <laughs> um, yeah, me and Prep was still being practiced. Yeah, you two. <laughs> yeah, you two were, were not even in existence yet when this happened. Um, Prep, did you have any specific reason why you chose WrestleMania Six? It's just one of those that like everybody knows, like WrestleMania Six, the Ultimate Challenge. Mm-hmm. So I knew that we haven't done an old show in a while, so I was like, oh, it sounds like a good one. And I've watched, you, I watched most of the card before. So. You had seen it before, yeah. okay. Um, Alo, do you want to refresh our listeners' memories on our rating system? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. It's a fantastic show. It's a show stop. And Alo, what is your rating for that? I'm very curious, your rating for this I'm show. I'm curious. <laughs> Showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> because it is the ultimate sports entertainment I, spectacle. I loved every second of this. <laughs> um, when we when Prep first told us what this is what he wanted to watch, we kept saying, oh, this is going to be a rough watch. Yeah. But it wasn't at all. <laughs> I enjoyed every second of this. Like, I put this in my notes. And I, I don't forget to say it. Oh, well, first of all, I love Jesse Ventura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's my favorite commentator of all time after one show. But... You can kind of tell when people like started watching wrestling, mm-hmm. and or they left and came back because, like, I we all kind of watched the same way, and what attracted to me to show, it, and especially with this age, it was about the characters, not the in ring work. Right. So the char- the, the so there were the, these big colorful characters, and kind of like drew, it drew your attention to them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy, this is really good. And everybody had like a legit character. Some of it was over the top, but everybody had like a, right. a legit a lot, character. A lot of it was over the top. There was nobody that was just a guy out there with an, just a name. Exactly. There were no Jags out there. Or whatever. <laughs> but it was like really fun, and like even I I, would, I knew most of the people on the car before we walked when we went through the car. I was like, oh, I might not know a lot of people, but I knew mostly everybody on this car. And I was just like, this is really like this is really fun. Like even. They gave almost everybody a, a promo backstage with Mean Gene mm-hmm. or the other. What's the other guy? Sean Mooney. Yeah, Sean Mooney. They gave it like it was like really like fun. a couple stars in there too. Yeah, that, that yeah. In there. yeah. yeah it, was, it was like really fun. And you could, like I said, you can go back. You can kind of tell when people started watching wrestling because people that started watching wrestling 
and never left, it, they can like just enjoy it for what it is. They can understand the sports entertainment aspect. If you watched growing up, you stopped and came back, now you're always talking about in-ring work. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case for this. Like I enjoyed this. I, the IWC, the new IWC, <laughs> they would hate this. But I enjoyed every second of this, so I'm going to give it a show stop. I'm very pleasantly <laughs> surprised by that. Joseph, your rating? I'd have to give it a slobber knocker. <laughs> I'd probably go showstopper because, again, like I said, this is right in my wheelhouse. I mean, mm-hmm. he hit the nail perfectly in the head. It's all about the characters, yeah. the big characters. Everything was character work. I mean, it's kind of amazing to watch and see what, what, what counted as a superstar back then and what a superstar is now. I mean, some of those body types don't fit the McMahon <laughs> prototype for a superstar. Right. That was kind of interesting. Um, I couldn't give it a, a showstopper because there were so many countouts. <laughs> In a pay-per-view. It was a lot of can-outs. Not even just a pay-per-view of WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, this is like the granddaddy of all. I have can-outs and, and matches that didn't even finish, so I, I couldn't I couldn't elevate it there. But, I mean, the spectacle of it was awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that, that just brought me back when I remember exactly where I was, across the street at my friend's house, <laughs> watching the pay-per-view. He was a Warrior fan. I was a Hogan fan, obviously. I told you I'm a mark for him before. Mm-hmm. Um Right after this, not too long, he gets squashed by earthquake, which was tra- kind of traumatic to my yeah. childhood. So yeah, th- this played a lot, a lot of notes for me. <laughs> Prep. Yeah, I'm gonna go slobber knocker. I enjoyed this show a lot. It was really, it wasn't long because if you look at it, it was shorter than the pay per view that just passed. Right. But um, it was just a lot of matches. Like, and it's Did funny we say because sixteen. Yeah, sixteen matches, and it's funny because. Vince McMahon talks about, oh, well, I don't want wrestling just for the sake of wrestling. He likes a lot of talking and mm-hmm. stuff. Man, this was a lot of a wrestling. A lot of wrestling. And we we talk now about how they work too hard to get everybody on the show. They had a lot yes. of guys on the show. Everybody on the show. <laughs> yeah, and everybody got an entrance. Like yeah. Managers and... and you seen know. Bobby Heenan a lot, so mm-hmm. the floor is at least a slobber knocker. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also going to go with a slobber knocker. Um only because I'll get to my reasons why. Um, but I did really enjoy it. It was fun. I haven't watched anything from this long ago in at least two years. So I think it was fun to kind of go that far back. Nostalgic. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, I think me and Alo started watching at the same time last week. And <laughs> and we came to the show, and we were, I was like, yo, it's not that bad. <laughs> he's like, yeah, no. A lot of fun wrestlers and matchups there that was – kind of intriguing in the first yeah. thing that prep said to me did you pop a coke call yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. so it's, it's a, it was a lot of guys on this show that people know the name like it just names that have have like lasted but you may not have ever seen them have a match so it probably was fun for you guys to actually see some of these guys in action as opposed to just know who they are or have seen a highlight reel of them um and another thing mm-hmm. i'm sorry no, you're fine the um the combined age like a lot of people complain now that, oh, well, they're not building new stars. Everybody's getting old too early or whatever. But the youngest person on this show was Coco Beware. It was like 20, 29, I think. Don't quote me on that yeah. because I didn't go too. I, but when I was looking up the ages, I noticed that there were 16 matches. I was like, there's no way I'm looking up everybody's age. Yeah, Hogan was like 37. Yeah, but he looked like 60. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sim- similar to Flair, where those are guys – I. Both of them, I always just thought just were old. Just looked old. <laughs> yeah, they, they were always old to me, even though they were in their 30s and 40s Look, most of the time I watched help. them. No, no. <laughs> no, well, I've been shaving mine, so 
So I don't, I don't, I don't take that too personally. Well, Ron, well, Ron let the whole thing go. Hogan's still hold, hanging on for hope. Yeah, he really is <laughs> like hanging on for dear life. We had a good intro with the constellations with the Vince voiceover. Ah, uh, the Vince voiceover. <laughs> we had the best actually, theme song ever. Yeah, this was actually the last WrestleMania without the Undertaker. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was in the next one. Has been in every one nope. since, and hopefully that's nope, true. Nope, he missed one. Did he really? Which one did he miss? Two thousand. Really? Mm-hmm. Was he? Oh, he, he was, was injured, hurt. wasn't yeah. he? Forgot about that. Yeah, hopefully that streak ends this year. <laughs> hopefully it's not his first streak right, that ends at it. WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't. We'll I don't that. want it. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll yeah get. we will. <laughs> it was at Sky Dome in Toronto. Very hot crowd, as Alo said. We had Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura on commentary. A totally different style of commentating than what we are used to today. <laughs> They're calling it as if these are real fights. I love Ventura always talking about the training they're putting in <laughs> or some of their strategy. Like I've always enjoyed that about Jesse. Monsoon, same thing. Um, Canadian National Anthem with Robert Goulet. I mentioned this on the show, I think, last week that Vince is not a fan of the Star Spangled Banner. I don't know if it's ever been sung at WrestleMania. I know it's always America the Beautiful. Um, but, yes, opening match, Coco Beware versus with Frankie versus Rick the model Rick Martell it was Coco was like one of my first favorite guys just you know he always had colorful tights he always had the bird I always enjoyed Coco Beware and I hated Rick Martell Everything about him, the, the little perfume thing that he sprayed, he blinded <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts. Well, he blinded at one a few time. people. He yeah. blinded a few people. He actually had a blindfold match with Jake the Snake Roberts. I don't remember if it was a WrestleMania, but he had blinded Jake the Snake Roberts for weeks. Really? Yeah, and they had to have a blindfold match because Jake was actually supposed to be literally blind. Um, I hated him. Another thing that I had forgotten about that I really enjoyed about this is whenever a finish would happen and Monsoon's reaction always, forget about it. <laughs> I don't know why I, I popped through that every time he said it. Uh, any thoughts on Coco Beware? Does he hold up? I don't get why people give this guy a hard time exactly. for being in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I do too. I was like, because I said, when me and Prep first saw each other on Sunday, we were just like, that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How good is he? He was so ahead of his time. Yeah. Joseph, what were your thoughts on Coco back in the day? I mean, I wasn't like a huge fan of Coco, but I didn't hate him. I mean, he was he was good. What I would say a mid car these days for me. Um, always intrigued to watch. Yeah. Always intrigued to watch. Always intrigued to watch some Coco. Mash was finished with a Boston Crab. It's <laughs> <laughs> a devastating move these days. I love how they entered the ring in these little portable floating rings yeah. all the way down. Like there's no ramp or anything. I, I thought that was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I Throughout know. Help took place throughout the course of the whole pay per view. I know Mania Three definitely had that. I don't know if all those early WrestleManias had those though. I have to go back and watch, but that that was pretty fun. What was your thought on the model Rick Martel? Any thoughts? Uh, that boy got a nose on him. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like no. a, a big, a big time territory guy. Yeah, I like the uh, the can of arrogance. Like, yeah, that was a good touch. <laughs> yeah, I, Alo, your thoughts? I have no connection with Rick Modern Martel, so I'm yeah. not going. I can't really <laughs> speak on it. I'm not going to try to. But I enjoyed this entire match. That's all I could say. Yeah, it, it was a fun opener. Coco Beware was a good guy to start the show with. We had Mean Gene with the colossal connection of Haku. Col- colostomy connection. Yeah, the colostomy connection, as Mean Gene called it. Uh, Andre the Giant, Haku, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And as soon as I saw Andre, I was like, ah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to 
seeing him out there because I remember when he just you could tell he couldn't do anything physically anymore. And this was definitely in that era. He didn't even get tagged into his match. Yeah, this was real bad. It was. We yeah. had a demolition promo with Axe and Smash. Love it. I always thought they were. I always thought they were bigger and more intimidating. Yeah, me too. Now I look at it, they're just old men in makeup. <laughs> that was that was my exact note. Was I was always super intimidated by these guys when now I was. Now you got to wonder why. And I was like, oh, they just had like, like someone's silver paint on. Someone's drunk, <laughs> drunk parents all painted up. Yeah, that's literally what it looked like. Um, you said you loved their promo. I, I did. I enjoyed every second of this. <laughs> this was. This is definitely old school wrestling oh, yeah. character. Promo. Like yeah. you said, they were all character based, and these guys all play their character. Mm-hmm. They even worked their names into the mm-hmm. promo. Mm-hmm. That's why I enjoyed it. But I was like, "Wow, I, I really like this already." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were facing the Colossal Connection, who were the tag champs. Poor Haku had to fight the whole match by himself. Yeah. All I can say is, why were these guys the tag champs? Because Andre the Giant, I assume. That, that's why. That was the only reason why. When you look at some of the tag teams that were in later matches, I'm like, why are the titles on these guys? The only time he stepped out of the ropes was to break up that one count, and he yeah. couldn't even he, lift his leg up. He high couldn't enough. like not hold on to the rope. Yeah, yeah. Then he got tangled in the ropes. Yeah, it mm. took him. It felt like it took him twenty minutes to walk out to break up that pinfall. Mm-hmm. I feel like he must have been coming through the ropes three <laughs> moves before the pin was attempted. Demolition theme song underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even honestly remember. Really? It. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it was fun. So good. Like I really did like the match though. Um. The crowd was like really into it. The crowd was pretty hot. And uh, Haku underrated. Yeah, he was good. Underrated. He was. I didn't know he was around that early. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. kind of, he was still wrestling when I started watching. So he was been around for a long time. Was he in WCW? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the Dungeon and Gym. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if he had made that jump yet. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's my, that's probably where I remember last from when we saw watched the yeah WCW pay per view was Ming? that former King of yep. the Ring yeah that's what it was mm-hmm. yeah and then um I loved Heenan shooting on Andre after the match <laughs> and I loved that Ventura called it a shoot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shoot monsoon <laughs> I, lo- I loved <laughs> Gorilla I loved how those two went at it all the time oh yeah yeah and, um, it, was, it was classic you know one guy's one guy's uh, face one guy's heel just. Going at it the whole, which is well. Alo mentioned to me on Sunday how much he loved Jesse, and I'm like, you could probably see where a lot of the inspiration for Corey Graves comes from because I feel like he's the first guy Mm -hmm. to really kind of he kind of yeah kind of does have that same feel. Yeah, he 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 goes for what Jesse went for. Only he's not as big a personality, obviously, as Jesse Ventura was. He had been in a couple blockbuster movies. By this point, he did mention that as well. Yes, that, that Hollywood was his home. <laughs> yeah. Did you see me in a Predator? Did you see me in Running Man? Yeah, I, I think he said um something about when tickets go on sale. Like, oh, I only need about twenty five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, something about Andre because um, I've only seen one Andre match prior to this, and that was against Hogan, of mm-hmm. course. And um, like you like you hit on about. He was, like, my, he was like, my God. And, like, watching this match, I was like, huh, yeah. But they still used him as a, a, a legit attraction. Mm-hmm. And, like, watching this match, I was just like, I can't wait to kind of see the documentary now. Yeah, because they, they especially mention his body failing on him. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, for, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of people, but I, I don't think that gets talked about as much. I think people tend to think of him through the, the lens of WrestleMania three. But there were some years right after that where he was just, you could tell. It, it was a shame that they kept doing it to him, honestly. Yeah, and it's crazy to think, like, he was in such a big spotlight at WrestleMania three, But mm-hmm. looking at him at WrestleMania six, he couldn't even walk. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, he, he didn't even get an entrance. Well, nope, the car, they were already the in the ring. Team, yeah, they didn't get an entrance. 
I, I don't. That had to be bad design then. I mean, was, <laughs> yeah, they don't want anybody to see the the labor it takes to get him up the they, steps and onto the. They ring didn't even want to put him on a floating ring and set him down. Yeah, did he end? Up, he did end up on one at the end of the match. Yeah, 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 he yeah. couldn't get his foot off the rope. <laughs> yeah, Alo mentioned Bobby Heenan, Heenan shooting on Andre, <laughs> and as a kid. There were a few things that were more satisfying than Heenan flopping around after oh, yeah. getting beaten up. Heenan getting his comeuppance. Getting thrown over the ropes or getting punched and just flopping around in the ring. Always loved it. Yeah, always, he was throwing out a lot of expletives, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah always, he was. You always enjoyed it when, like, Bobby the Brain or Mouth of the South got, got their comeuppance. It was few and far between, but it always made for entertaining. Oh, it, like I said, it was always satisfying because they were both so annoying. And Bobby, obviously, so arrogant that it was just always amazing when they would get what was coming to them but also good that they had a lot of success oh, because yeah. you wouldn't have cared it's no. like the cowboys that's that's the when character the ca- when the cowboys playing. suck nobody cares to hate the cowboys like, but when they're good like you mentioned you hated rick the model but that's because he was the heel he was yeah. spraying people with the, the perfume you were supposed to hate him mm-hmm. uh we had any other thoughts on demolition Nah, nothing other, other than an old man on the paint. Yeah, I mean, nah, I mean, bad hair, bad hair. Yes. One of them was like forty here. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I wish I could remember how much longer before Crush joined them. That's because what I was it thinking. Was Axe Smash and Crush. Yeah, and then Crush ultimately came the I would say a couple bright years. orange colored suit. Adam Bomb. Yeah, <laughs> Colossal Crush. He did there. Yeah, one was 42 and one was 30. Yeah, you could tell. They looked every bit of it. They did. I mean, like I said, the promo was good. For for what the match was worth, it was good and entertaining to watch. Um, Andre the Giant couldn't really do too much out there, but it was fun to see how how it played out at the end. So overall, it was was good for me. Yeah. Uh, Earthquake (laughs) did a promo with Jimmy Jimmy Hart with Mean Gene. Slobbering Earthquake. He had a match with Hercules, who... He was another one of, I don't want to say he was one of my early favorites, but he's one of the guys I definitely remember from when I first started. Was the name that drew you to him? It was the name and the cha- I loved the chain. I don't know why. <laughs> the fact that he had that big chain, I loved it. This is one guy I didn't quite remember as well. Really? Yeah. Oddly enough, I was like, who's this guy? WrestleMania three, he had a match. It was like a real grudge match. I f- forget the guy's name. He always wore green trunks. It said Oregon on them. <laughs> the name was like Billy. I think it was Billy Jack Haynes. And I remember that was one of the things I was super invested in because I wanted Billy Jack Haynes to beat Hercules. <laughs> um, well, Earthquake was a lot taller than I remember, though, too. Yeah. I mean, he's a big, yeah, out-of-shape dude, guy. but it, he's tall, too. I didn't, think, I didn't think he was that tall. Yeah, he was big. Uh, Hercules, who did he? What was that tag team, Power and Glory, with yeah. Romeo, Paul, I do Roma? Re- I do remember the Power and Glory. <laughs> um, Earthquake looking just like he did in... The nineties, mm-hmm. like in ninety, what what did we just watch? Super Bowl six. Yeah, he looked just like he did in Super Bowl six. <laughs> what was minus the face paint? What was his name in the oddities? Golga or something like that, or was he Golga? Yeah, I think oh, he so. was in that group. group. Yeah, he was one. He of wore them. a mask. He, he's the one oh, with the okay. mask on. Yeah, <laughs> you would recognize that mug anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah the, the story that he was sending everyone to the hospital. I. Vividly remember that. So do I. Because I said it was not too long after this. He did the whole Hogan. We we were both young enough. The Brother Love Show. Yeah, we were still probably bought in to the idea. Might not have thought it was real, but we were still really buying into it. Well, I still thought it was real. Yeah, I I remember arguing with my neighbor Pat Flanagan about how (laughs) (laughs) couldn't break that stigma until I was like at least thirteen. That tells you a lot about how good of a name Pat Flanagan is, because you would think I would laugh because I know Pat Flanagan. 
but the fact that they both laughed, not having any idea who, <laughs> who he is. Like, oh. I think it's more so the fact that I think this is a cultural thing because us Latinos don't say it, <laughs> but you white people do. Like the first, the first and last name thing, that's a white thing. Yeah, I, it probably is. So what would you call Pat Flanagan? Would you Pat, just call him Pat or would Pat, you just call him Flanagan? Pat. Probably Pat. All right, that works. Call him Heavy F. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pat Flag. Yeah, Earthquake wins this match with a devastating move. <laughs> he hit it. He hit him with it. I think twice. Yeah, he he didn't stop after one. I mean, he was trying to put that guy out. Yeah, which which he did. But a credit um, to Hercules, he got he got up. He was one of the few that actually got up and withstood this. But as you mentioned, he would go on to crush Hulk Hogan's ribs and have a big feud with Hulk Hogan. I remember I was also pretty upset, Soon about, after pretty this. broken up about <laughs> Soon it. Soon after this, because I, I I had to look it up after that. It was the Brother Love show, and they kind of getting into um, an argument about you know he's like you're not you're not the champion anymore, you're nothing, and he demanded Earthquake to come out. He wanted to see what he did, and they attacked him from behind yeah. with, with the chair with this chair shot and squashed him. That aspect, and I don't I don't know if adults were watching it that way. But that's definitely missing from wrestling now. I guess as a kid, it probably you probably still get it. That feeling of fear for someone mm-hmm. or getting upset. It doesn't happen often. Well, you get it every time you see Sasha take a dive. I do. That, <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always terrified. Time. Almost any time she's going to do anything from the top rope or jumping out of the ring, I'm always terrified. Well, I have real-life heat with Earthquake <laughs> via my toy hunts. Okay. Because that's all I ever saw at Walmart's. Uh, earthquake and Typhoon. <laughs> yep. Was it the blue or the red gear? Red. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> this man natural the, disaster. This man was the only natural disaster. <laughs> yeah. At the time. <laughs> yeah. We had a backstage interview, Rona Barrett, with the lovely Elizabeth, who had been gone for quite some time at this point. I don't re- didn't really remember she, that. She wasn't sure if she could really put herself into it anymore. We didn't want to disappoint the fans. Right. Her, her legion of fans. Ronan, with her excellent interview skills, turned it and said, aren't you disappointing your fans by not showing up? Right. Really, really... Provocative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> provocative. Really provocative stuff. Spun hard, head. Hard-hitting stuff. Uh, we had Brutus the Barber Beefcake had a locker room interview about Mr. Perfect. I've always hated Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> and always, he still sucks when I see him at conventions. I saw... he. I was on a flight with him once. Uh, I was flying from... <laughs> New or- that was a layover, New Orleans to Atlanta. This was, I think, in 2008 or nine, And I specifically kept looking at him, hoping he would like think this guy knows who I am, just so I could not ever... <laughs> <laughs> just For that sole reason. He was wearing the cheesiest, tight jeans and leather <laughs> jacket. He had that stupid... I always hated that gear with the sheer... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I the gloves. hated that guy. Yeah. The stupid Awful. zebra gloves. What's a beefcake? I don't, I don't know. What does that even mean? I, I don't know. I, I hated him. I don't, I don't know how you felt about him, Joey, but I never liked him. We were supposed to like him, but I always hated no, him. No, I mean, I guess for his part, I liked him. I wasn't like a fan and follow him, but I mean... Were you rooting for him as a kid against Mr. Perfect? Actually, no. I like Mr. Perfect a lot. <laughs> I feel like he was hard. I loved his promos, too. And no matter what he'd do, he'd just nail it. He'd go out and roll a perfect game, or he'd go out and <laughs> he'd smack the gum out of his hand. I always, make, I always loved his promos. a half-court shot. Yeah. It's just, that's, I don't remember he's what, perfect. Yeah. what network special it was, but they were talking about that. It was like pro, like 
WWE myths or mm-hmm. something like that, where apparently the rumor or the myth is that Perfect did everything in one segment. <laughs> I, I, I've seen that, and they <laughs> they debunked that, and yeah. they show the footage of him like missing the shot and right. stuff like that. <laughs> so oh, good. that's awesome, Mr. Perfect rolling with the genius. Yeah, he, he they show him bowling a perfect game, making a half court shot, throwing a seventy yard bomb to himself. Just easy. <laughs> Yeah, I loved Mr. Perfect. He had some of the best vi- making like a ninety foot putt. It was they were all great. Beefcake won, and I wonder if that's just part of the deal for Hogan to take the L later in the night because they were <laughs> they were boys. Back They're not the boys no more. No, they are not. They got a Twitter feud going still. <laughs> Brutus the Barber and uh, Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect. And one of my favorite gifts of all time when Mr. Perfect throws the towel up. And Keenan is like 10 feet behind him, and he catches it behind his back. <laughs> Always love that one. Um, thoughts on Mr. Perfect? Amazing. He was great. How much had you seen of Mr. Perfect? Because the most I've ever seen of Mr. Perfect, because I didn't watch WCW when he was in WCW, so my first view of Mr. Perfect, other than highlights, is when he came back in 02. But then, was that you know, the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they always, like, WWE, they had all like all those late shows or whatever on Saturday nights. And it was, I think it was WWE, WWE Access. I think that's what it was called. And they had this segment at the end of the show called The Vault. Yeah. And um, they would show, like, a, a, a match from years past. And um, what was it? What was his match with, what was his match with Brett? For the Intercontinental title? Yeah, I don't remember what show that was on. It might have been a SummerSlam match. I think I think it was Summer, SummerSlam 93, was it? That, it that might have been around then, 92 or 93, probably. Okay, it was one of Because I think Mr. Perfect was the Intercontinental Champion and was undefeated, I think, at mm-hmm. the time. And that was when Brett had really they pushed the whole excellence of execution mm-hmm. storyline for the first time, I think. And I was a kid. I don't know if I remember that correctly, but I'm pretty sure... That was the story going into that match. He was still undefeated. Yeah, but I don't have, I don't have a, I don't have like a really, I don't have a lot of longevity with Perfect. But yeah. I, I know he was good. But I'm not gonna act like I had a connection with him. He was good. Actually, I guess he wasn't undefeated because he lost this match. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's what they were pushing it as mm-hmm. was that he was he was at the time perfect because I think that's what they or maybe it was just his name was Mr. Perfect. I think it was excellence versus perfection. Um, Roddy Piper against Bad News Brown. Roddy Piper, for some odd reason, was half white, half black. Yeah, I, I don't his, know why his he did that. His personality, Scotty. I actually Googled it to see if there was ever any discussion on why they did it, and he just said Vince wanted him to do it. Really? So yeah. there was no explanation for that? None, none that I saw. I didn't spend a lot of time on it. I just Googled it. I found an interview with him where he basically he didn't say he – didn't, he didn't give any reason why. He just said Vince told him he wanted him to do it. Um it's probably how Ronda Rousey should come out for her first fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bad News Brown said that it was because Piper was racist. Um, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to that argue. That would come off immediately as racist if you did something like that today. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue that point, but what Piper said was that they used a special paint. They, they put something in the paint so it wouldn't peel off like a lot of guys' paint does, and he said it took almost a full week for him to get all the black off. He said he was at a bar afterwards with still with half, half, half black. <laughs> he Ooh. said he just couldn't get it off. <laughs> that, was, that would be an interesting time. Yeah. <laughs> he, cut in a, he cut an intense promo. Yeah, this was, this was a double count out. Uh, and apparently this was the other thing was Bad News Brown said the initial thing was 
they were going to do a real feud with these two. He was supposed to win the WrestleMania match, and Piper refused to do the job. <laughs> we hear that Typical. about Piper a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume so. They brawled down the aisle, and that was that. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. This is one of Piper's weaker promos. Like, everybody talks about how good Piper was, but I didn't like this promo. It was just him yelling. There was no real substance to it, and probably because it was something he didn't really want to do. And he kept doing, like, this weird, like, breathe thing where he, <laughs> I don't know. It was, was strange. He was like, trying to play, like, split it. personalities, which was just didn't come off that way. It, it didn't come off no. awkward. No, we had Steve Allen with the Bolsheviks, <laughs> led by good friend of the show, Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> uh, they had a match against the Hart Foundation. They interrupted Nikolai's Soviet national anthem. Right when he was about to break in that, I couldn't help but think of Joe Laugh. Uh, well, yeah, he's oh, yep. now synonymous <laughs> with with the national anthem. Yeah, with the Soviet Union's national anthem. Yeah, and does performs it way better. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Yes, wonderfully executed by Joe Laugh on episode 100. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Um, the other thing I, I meant to look this up. I'm not even 100 percent sure if the Soviet Union was still a thing. <laughs> well, nah, I don't. I'm going to look it up right now because I don't want to look like an idiot saying that it didn't exist when it did. <coughs> but well, I'm I'm pretty sure it was around that time well, that glad, it folded. I'm glad I'm glad the the young up and coming tag team got the victory. <laughs> the Art Foundation. Yeah. In 19 seconds, I believe. Right. Very quick. Very quick match. Not much to it. <laughs> Who was the other guy, Boris Zukov? I don't really remember him too much at all. Maybe I should, but I, I didn't really remember him. Uh, let's see. It ended in 1991, so they were they were on their last yeah. leg. It was on, <laughs> the, it's on the cusp. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess Nikolai was still pushing pushing that that wheel, pushing for the Soviets. I, I guess he was gonna he was gonna ride that until the wheels fell off, <laughs> quite literally. Um, it, it could be said that the Hart Foundation pretty much ended the Soviets <laughs> with a soon finishing answer. So many people have theorized that Rocky Balboa did it in Rocky IV, but I could see your point that in 1990 the Hart Foundation really, really put the knife in the heart of the Soviet Union at WrestleMania VI. We had Tito Santana versus the Barbarian. One of the things I remember as a kid is always feeling like Jesse Ventura hated Tito Santana and always called him Chico. Never called him Tito. Um, Barbarian felt like a cross between the Demolition and an Ultimate Warrior. Kind of. I I know that they were really playing up the dissension in the Heenan family at this <laughs> point in the show. Bobby did not have the, the greatest night of his career nope. at WrestleMania. <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> uh, the Barbarian got the win. Tito Santana is a guy I feel like I don't appreciate as much as I should. I feel like by the time I started watching, his best days were probably behind him. I remember him, and I remember liking him. I remember when he was the Matador at one time, but I don't, I don't really remember his heyday probably as much as I should or he. See, he, he was like he one of those deserves. guys that was ahead of his time in the, in the ring. Um, like you said, in the ring wasn't the huge selling point. It is th- these days. It was more the spectacle, the character, and then the match almost came secondary. Yeah. I, I agree. Prep, any thoughts on Tito Santana? Yeah, every time I see him at a convention, I feel like he could be my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should try to find out one time. He's so old. Every time, <laughs> he old. but he's he's in good shape. Like he's one of the guys who kind of got out of the game unscathed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can tell that he's not a broken down shell of a of a person like a lot of these guys unfortunately are. Uh, we had Dusty Rhodes and yes! Sapphire. Yes. 
against the Macho King, Randy Savage, and Sensational Queen Sherry. And the showpiece. <laughs> Who's the showpiece? The crown jewel. The crown jewel. Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Well, did she? Oh, that's right. She was introduced right after the mm-hmm. entrance. Dusty brought her down as the big surprise to get in Savage's head. Yeah, um, Dusty pulled out his repetenda. <laughs> <laughs> the repetenda, baby. Yes, <laughs> the macho man Raider Savage, baby. Um... Yeah, this is the first mixed ta- mixed tag match, baby. In, in this is the first WWE. This is WWF the first, history. and they quickly explained the rules, and then they quickly went out the window. Yeah, yeah. They were the the men were only supposed to be in the ring with the men. The women were only supposed to be in the ring with the women. Um, I didn't really love what Vince did with Dusty Rhodes in WWF, but. I thought this was about the perfect <laughs> complement to each other. The common man, Dusty Rhodes, with the royalty of the Macho King, mm-hmm. Randy Savage. I thought perfect contrast between the two. Um, how many wrestlers have had a better presentation than <coughs> Savage? Ring gear, always excellent. Carried himself the unbelievably. Music the music played awesome. into it. Yeah, every time I see the Macho King, I think of that gif that's like him standing up. Yeah. It's like when you clean something. (laughs) When your girl tells you to do something and you already did it. (laughs) It's fantastic. Yeah. Alo, you popped as soon as I mentioned this, so what were your thoughts? Jesse Ventura, Rosen Rosen and Jemima. Oh my god. He was 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 all over the place. Oh my god. um, She was my favorite part of the match, by the way. Sapphire? You guys, you guys know I always pop when they when they do mixed mixed tags and mm-hmm. tell the combined weight. Yeah, <laughs> and Jesse was like, he went four sixty five. So you telling me Dusty's only two hundred pounds? Yeah, it's like more like five sixty five. That'd yeah. be believable. And, 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 and then Gorilla, he was like, I think Sapphire bulked up for this. <laughs> well, where did Sapphire come from? She clearly had no in the ring ability. Like, where, so where would this? It was this. I think again, this is this is a thing I don't remember for sure, and I probably should have looked it up. I think it was one of those things where she was like a plant in the crowd that just came up and danced with Dusty at one time. And just hit it off. And it just like became a it became thing. A, yeah. I mean, you tell she had no in-ring ability whatsoever. Yeah, yeah I remember always great. I remember always feeling like sorry for <laughs> Sapphire because he he did rip her to shreds. And I was like, I feel bad for this poor woman. Who, Dusty? Or no. I always felt bad for Sapphire. Oh, they just when teased when her. Her. Yeah, when they, they would just like kill her. Mm-hmm. Um... Always felt bad for. Her. I was always. I was happy. I remember being happy every time she got one over on Sherry or Macho Man. Um, was really hoping they would win. This is this was before I really was fully on board with. I respected the Macho Man Randy Savage, but I was not a fan because he was a heel for most of my young life at this point. I think he had one real run of about a year, if that, as a babyface was a heel pretty much the rest of that time. Um, but, yeah, this match was ridiculous. <laughs> it was also um, fun as well. To watch. It was fun. I enjoyed it. So how Dusty did he Rhodes. become the Macho King? He won King of the Ring. He won King of the yeah. Ring. Yeah. Oh, okay, know. that's what I thought. Yeah, he – I, I feel like they actually made a huge deal about it too, that Wait, King he was of the ring, Macho King. King. No, King of the Ring wasn't a pay-per-view then. Mm-mm. It was just a tournament? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's what I thought. And his, that's the other thing. He had his huge robe with the usually the pretty colorful tights but or trunks and the colorful boots. And then he becomes, with the, the long tights, mm-hmm. 
the hats and the scepter. Like yeah, he he totally changed his look, but it was still so great. Kind of similar to the way Booker T played it out, but obviously he <laughs> was there before him. Booker T, I think, flourished him. a little bit yes, more. Yes, he did. <laughs> than, than Macho King. The bad accent <laughs> will forever stand the test of time. And the whatever the uh, with, with the pinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Forever great. Um, yeah, Prep, did you enjoy this? I did. Sweet Sapphire, she couldn't wrestle worth mm-hmm. anything, but I enjoyed it. Just, like, watch it. Like, she would be, like, if I were to get in the ring. <laughs> I'd be, like, circling the ring like if I was boxing. I wouldn't really know what to do. <laughs> it's that half dance. That, that, that It's yeah. not really a dance. She was, she was awful, but it was great. <laughs> entertaining to watch. <laughs> the indie prep shuffle. <laughs> Not what I was expecting to say. <laughs> if I if I was to step in the ring and wrestle, that's what I would feel. <laughs> that's exactly how you'd look. Well, speak, uh, well, speaking of shuffles, I think Elizabeth was doing the X2 fly shuffle. <laughs> I think she was. She she got involved in this match a few times to to no avail. Um well, no, I guess it was to avail because she helped Sapphire actually get the win over Sherry. Huge high point of the show for me that she actually got the victory. Um, yeah, I thought this was a fun match, fun segment. Like I said, absolutely ridiculous. Dusty making the polka dots work. Mm-hmm. Um, Dusty made a lot work, and you kind of see why he was so crucial to some of these NXT guys. They're talking about mm-hmm. the character building and things like that. He took what would probably be nothing for most wrestlers and made it a gem. Yeah, that, that he could he make... He just made a character. That he could make people care about this speaks volumes about how good he was at this business. Yeah, and we'll, I'll, I'll reiterate, even from last throwback, Elizabeth, beautiful. <laughs> Fine. I, I couldn't get past that hairstyle. It is hard Elizabeth? to. Yeah. It is hard really? to. It was a, a style of the time, but it's hard to look past it. Especially yeah, that time. time. Yeah. Yeah, that time, I mean, obviously, the hairstyle was just the way a lot yeah. of women wore and their hair. Like, even, right. even, like, in the WCW days when she got enhanced mm-hmm. a bit, it was like, oh. My Good God. way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God, Gorilla. <laughs> gorilla. My gorilla. <laughs> and this was classic. Like you said, I could see kind of the Corey Graves elements of it when they were, like, pretty much arguing about the Mixed Max ta- Challenge and the rules. And Jesse ben- Ventura is saying, well, they did it first. Yeah. How can you, they did it first. <laughs> So and that's always what was brilliant about Jesse Ventura is he was always able to turn it around on whether it was McMahon or Gorilla, Monsoon, whatever it was, he could always turn it around where well no, the the guys you're rooting for did it too. Yeah. And it was almost like nobody had a real <laughs> argument for him. He was always kind of coming out on top in these arguments. Uh, we had Heenan with Mean Gene, like we said, very upset. <laughs> he said he's going to start a new family, a family that will, will listen to him and do the things that he says to do. We had Rona Barrett with Gorilla and Jesse saying she had an embarrassing adult-type film of Jesse Ventura. I thought that was a little uh, provocative for this day and age of WWF. I was pretty surprised. <laughs> I'm assuming you guys probably weren't expecting that either. I didn't remember that. Nah, I mean, but I'm not, I'm not surprised. This was the point in the card where I started to just, like, go to the dots <laughs> on you, the network. I, I would say you didn't miss too much. We had a Macho Man and Sherry interview. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Backstage where Macho Man was livid. Um, <laughs> his hair. Like, I didn't know that his hair was so bad. Oh, terrible. Like, and legendarily it, bad. Yeah, and Lanny Poffo, like, talks about that, like, how he was mm-hmm. really sensitive about his hair. Yeah, he really was. Um, 
We had Demolition, another interview with Mean Gene, saying how they haven't even had the titles back for a night yet, and the Hart Foundation's already trying to get a title shot. I don't know how much longer it was after that that the Hart Foundation won them back, or if they even did. Was this the start of that long title ring, at, at the, the record-setting title ring? Demolition. For Demolition? It, it could be. I, I, I don't think it was, but again, I can't quote me on that. Um, I didn't do a lot of research after this, looking into things, but I don't think Demolition held too much longer after this. The funny thing about that is I oh, when I think back, I always think of Demolition as a heel team, and they were definitely not heels no, no. on this show. They were good workers, too. Yeah, their their match. Be was around good. as long as they were. You have to be. They were. They always had a the good team finishing move. I, I they were they're one of they really they are a legendary tag team. Like you said, people just hate them because they think they're like knockoff road warriors. The road warriors, but some people even say they're better than the road warriors. Like you said, though, I, I don't think it's not too long after this that Crush joined them. I don't know when exactly he joined them. I want to say like ninety three. Well, when did. When did Hasbro start? Ninety one. Because it was not. It was like right after this. he had a he had a Hasbro. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So let's see. They were tag team champions three times. Let's see if I could find the title reigns on here. While we, I don't see it, I'm not going to waste too much time. But I'd assume that it could have been. Let's see. List of tag team champions. Demolition. Do you remember how many days that was? 300 and something. 380 yeah. something. So over a year. 380 something? Yeah, it was over a year. Let's see. Couldn't 1987. But either way, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of tag teams up there that were kind of knocking on the door at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was a lot of tag. I mean, there's a lot of tag teams. Just I was on surprised. This show. Watch, yes, I'm saying on the card, and there was a lot of quality tag teams. I mean, they kind of value their tag their tag division a lot more than they do these days. Yeah, so they they had already had that reign. Oh, they did. They had that reign in March of 1988. Okay. They won the titles at WrestleMania four, and held them until July of 1989. Lost them to the Brainbusters, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Um, so, yes, that, that rain was already behind them. Uh, we had Hogan with Mean Gene cutting his promo on the Warrior, pretty much pretty typical Hogan stuff. We had Warrior with Sean Mooney cutting a pretty inane. <laughs> what in the hell was he talking about? Did anyone, like, understand what he was Part for? of the time he was talking with his back to the camera, which he I was think he was He was spitting with his uh, Tina Turner hair. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't help back to harken back to... Um, the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior yeah. DVD, and they would talk about that. I was like, oh, okay. This is this is one of the exact promos they actually show. Right. That I wish I should have had you guys go back and watch a vignette he did that actually Christian and Edge yeah. both did when he talks about the crashing the plane. Is, it, is that on a DVD, too? Yeah. Okay, I've seen You've it. You've definitely seen it. I feel like we should have included that in this because it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um yeah, I was never really a warrior guy. And I'll be honest, I did like Hogan at this time. And I remember thinking when the warrior started making his rise, like, oh, no, he might he might beat Hulk Hogan. Because I still thought at this time, this is, like, real. 
And I remember being terrified. I think this guy might beat Hulk He Hogan. might have what it takes. I hope that they never actually face off with each other. Uh, and obviously they do on this night. We have the Ori- Orient Express against the Rockers. <laughs> Boy. I'm disappointed we didn't have a bad HBK promo <laughs> in this because he was not a talker at this time. No, but nope. we had a really bad. Yo, <clears throat> the Rockers gear is awful. <laughs> yeah. And the hair. Oh, Sean's hair. Yeah, another so another friend of the show, Marty Janetti. <laughs> <laughs> it was time. Marty Janay was rocking in there too. No, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really sold the hell out of the salt in the eyes, falling over the rail. Makes you wonder. I mean, what I Shawn Michaels end up? I mean, putting him. Why didn't he have a career after that? I mean, he was pretty good in the ring. Yeah, and Pat Tanaka was great. He, he was, was so good. Mr. Fuji, great manager, legendary manager. Oh, one of the best. Um, and this, I think, was a pretty long feud. I don't remember how long, but I feel like this went on for a long time. Um, but, yeah, watching this, would do you, did you see anything in that match that led you to believe HBK would go on to become, well, Shawn Michaels would go on to become arguably the greatest performer in the ring of all no, time? No, you look at it and you're no. like, who is this cow? He won't make it long. <laughs> it's crazy looking back. If you go through this card, Someone who you could look at and see that happening was probably Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he worked that same style that Sean ended up working like a couple years later. Right. He And I don't know why it didn't quite – not that it didn't work out for Mr. Perfect because he obviously was very successful. But you wonder why he didn't get kind of put on the same pedestal and how Sean did. Because I was not a Rockers guy at all. They were a little bit too – I think I mentioned this on another throwback. There was a point when I I always thought the guy who looked like he should win should win. So I definitely bought into the, oh, this guy's bigger. This guy's more muscular. This is the guy who should win the match. And those guys were just too little and a little too dainty for, for my taste at that time. I always liked the Rockers. I thought they were fun to watch. I think it was entertaining TV, good wrestling. Um, they kind of remind me of the Usos before they went all day one-ish. You know? <laughs> I really like, want to look or back. Or like the, the killer tag team, but they could yeah any match they're mm-hmm. in. It would be a great match. And again, I think they carried a lot of the pace in this match. Yeah, I really want to go back and look because I always, like I heard rumors that like Marty Jannetty was better than Sean at one point in his career. I've heard that myself. I mean, Marty was the kind of the top guy of that tag team at the time. Um, we had Steve Allen with Rhythm and Blues, the Honky Tonk <laughs> Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, I forgot about this era of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, we had Dino Bravo versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, geez. Uh, I loved hearing Jimmy Hart cheering on Dino in the megaphone the whole match. <laughs> um, obviously, this was the five-star classic of this show. <laughs> Hands down. I yeah. love Hacksaw. He's so good. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, young Hacksaw. Yeah. <laughs> young Hacksaw. Yeah, he... Uh, and you had your boy Jesse the body uh, digging into Hacksaw. I was like, what an idiot. He's going to bring out an American flag. We're in Canada. Yeah. Well, he's not, he's not Canadian, Jesse. <laughs> It, yeah, he brings out the American flag. Earthquake massacres Hacksaw after the match, hits him with three, uh, whatever the heck they called that move. I don't even really remember. Um, Hacksaw was fun. He was, he's not a uh, technician. Nope. But he was kind of the definition of a sports entertainer. He was a character. Yep. That people got behind. He had very identifiable things like 
the thumbs up, the tongue out, the two the, by four, oh, the the two by four. He had all these a lot, a lot of gimmicks that just all made one good character. Yeah, and he was another guy. Loved. He went to WCW. I think he was one of the earlier guys that went to WCW. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what is he doing there? He was a lot of fun, and um, on, he was on Edge and Christian's Pot of Awesomeness this week, and that was really. I good. I didn't listen to it yet. It was good. Was it? I'm yeah. sure it is. He was an entertaining guy. He did the uh, what was it? The, the Legends House, right? Yeah. 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 Um, he talks about hating Roddy Piper. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dino Bravo, I remember just, that was a guy who just I wanted to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, someone that you don't get. Hair. How, why is he wrestling? How is he wrestling? Why is he wearing Quebec Nordique's underwear? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a, what a dated team refer, the now defunct Quebec Nordique's of the NHL. Um, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man against Jake the Snake with the million dollar belt on the line. Speaking of characters, they're probably mm-hmm. two of the best characters of the time. Oh, yeah. Jake the Snake with one of my favorite wrestling promos of all time because it really hit on what the million dollar man was, what he represented, what he did. And I, I like to think I have a pretty good vocabulary. And oddly enough, Jake the Snake Roberts inspired something me in this time. He ended that promo with the line, I think he said, drowning in a sea of greed or something like that. And he said, wallowing in the muck of avarice. And I was like, what is avarice? And I looked it up to see what it meant. And it meant, basically, it was just a a synonym for greed or the greed of trying to acquire more than what you already have. And I feel like that was something I started to do. I would hear a word, look it up, and it would just be like, in the bank. Um, And one of my favorite parts of that is he says that promo, he says that line, and Mean Gene so seriously just says, Longfellow couldn't have said it better. (laughs) (laughs) Mean Gene had a lot of great like little one-liners in there that I think probably as a kid went really underappreciated, but I think were really funny as an adult to hear. Um... This was a day when the wave was not ironic or insulting because it <laughs> happened during this match and people were into it. Uh, who knew Virgil would turn into what Virgil has turned into? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, the DDT was known universally mm-hmm. as a devastating maneuver at this time. Especially for Jake the Snake Roberts. Now you probably see one or two in every match. How you get it from goddamn DDT? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... It was devastating. I used to hit my sisters with DDTs in the house at this time. You're a monster. I yeah, that might monster. be my favorite pro wrestling move. The DDT? Yeah, I With love that. The, the little <laughs> hand spin or whatever you want to hand twirl before it? No, I just like to give them the DDT without doing anything. The slap on the back yeah. and then the drop. Yeah, I, I love the DDT. I love that it was, you knew once the DDT was hit, the thing was over. It was over. He went for a couple really early. <laughs> Ted DiBiase perfectly playing the kind of rich <laughs> coward. Virgil trying to help him out. He obviously gets the the win over Jake the Snake. But Jake is, is kind of known, and a lot of wrestlers will talk about this in interviews, using him as an example of making everything he did matter. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I've heard people say that, and I'm like, is this just one of these things everybody says? Like, somebody said it, and then it just became common knowledge, and everybody accepts it. Do you guys feel that way watching a Jake the Snake match? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake the Snake, if anybody wanted to become a pro wrestler, they have to watch what Jake the Snake used to do. Because he, and even, like, an interview with Jake the Snake, he always tells you, Mm -hmm. like, with his promos, like, he always said, uh, he used to talk really quiet, Mm -hmm. because that's how you 
gain somebody's attention mm-hmm. and then you bring them in with the words you say that's why he had such a broad vocabulary yeah. you know so yeah Jake the Snake's important to the game yeah mm-hmm. even with his um in ring psychology when he talks about selling and stuff I was like okay I see what he was talking about just hearing from, from hearing him talk yeah. and watching this match I saw everything that he was talking about like making like you said making sure everything mattered and selling perfectly in even what prep said about with his promo work yeah every word he said led you to what you were supposed to be feeling at the end of it. Joey, I know you're a big Jake the Snake guy, right? Definitely. Yeah, I was a huge Jake the Snake guy. Did this live up to your memory oh, of Jake it, the Snake? It was awesome. I just, I, like you said, I love the psychology of it all. Um, whether he's selling it with his promo, and he's, he's telling you, I mean, what the character is, what storyline is, in a kind of kind of creative and, and, and intriguing way. He's selling it. He's selling the story when he's in the ring, um, going for those early DDTs, knowing he's got to finish the match. Um, and then it was just a good overall match. Again, you see two characters playing off each other pretty well. Again, the million-dollar match for the million-dollar belt. So it meant a lot. There was a lot on the line. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought it was fun to watch. It was. Jake the Snake handing out the money to the crowd at ringside. Him kind of mocking DiBiase by putting the, one the in bill his in his mouth. And I loved it. It didn't even get in his mouth, but DiBiase was choking it up <laughs> in the ring. Um, and then, obviously, Damien comes out which you always needed to see Damien. Not too long after that, the snake turned into Lucifer, which was an albino python, which I thought was disgusting. It's, it's freaky. I mean, I hated Damien, too. I've, I've never been a big fan of, of snakes. No, I'm terrified they gross of me snakes, out. yeah. That, that's a weird thing. I'm, I'm not afraid of them. If, if one slithered in here right now, I'd probably be afraid. But I just think they're so disgusting and, like, unnatural. You should be able to move around without arms or legs. <laughs> um... But yeah, I thought this was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Love the character. So, work are you disgusted guys. by the worm? No. Okay. Because usually when some, you mean the the animal, the worm, or the Scotty too hotty worm. Well, I was talking about both, but <laughs> pun was intended. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're moving with that arms and legs. So. Right. <laughs> no, the worm I can deal with. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> we had slick. With Akeem and Mooney, we just <laughs> talked about Akeem not My too boy, long Akeem, ago. Akeem, yep. My boy um, Slick. <laughs> the Slickster. Yeah, that was another guy that I always found great Work, joy. Working for the Million Dollar Man. Up. Yeah, working for the Million Dollar Man. We had the Boss Man, whatever. I, I was never a big Boss Man guy. A guy who claims to love America but has a Confederate flag on his shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was looking um, at that the whole time. He's in the promo. I was like, that's a Confederate flag. Yeah. This never wrote. I mean, I guess if you have someone painted half black fighting... <laughs> A man of color. This is pretty easy this to overlook. This shouldn't be too too hard to digest. Yeah, this this uh, should be a lot easier. Yeah, Confederate forward. flag was always known as something bad. Well, I know like early on it was like something about like like whatever. Mm-hmm. But even up to like early Ring of Honor days, like the Confederate flag was a thing. Like the Briscoe brothers, when as early as Jay Briscoe's title reign, like yeah. he had a customized title belt and mm-hmm. he had like. Half Confederate flag, half American flags on the belt. So yeah, so yeah, man, I know it's not like a huge bad thing where it's like oh, the Confederate flag that's like Nazis, but something and like that in this day and age would be so polarizing and yep. damn right disrespectful that it would be just talked off off the screen because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something we could do. Yeah, it, and that's it, what I mean when I kind of reference that. In popular culture, especially Joey and I growing up as just two white kids in the suburbs. As you, as you so rightfully put by our slang, missing <laughs> full names. Look at you guys using proper names, you white boys. <laughs> it's a thing. It really the Dukes is. of Hazard. 
they had a car called the General Lee, which was iconic. And on the top of it was the Confederate flag. And I had General Lee, you know, uh, the toys, Hot Wheels, and I had a bigger I had a die big cast. Wheels. I had a big wheels. Yeah, so did I. Obviously, as a kid, you, you never really think about what, like, the connotation of it. Uh, now, and to me, it's, it's shocking that it would be polarizing because a lot of the same people who complain about football players kneeling for the national anthem are waving a Confederate flag, and that is infinitely more disrespectful to the American flag than kneeling for the national anthem. But anyway. Um, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> Two former tag team partners in the Twin Towers going at it. Uh, DiBiase snuck up on the boss man. Always found it interesting that Akeem was billed as being from deepest, darkest I Africa. <laughs> How? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but the big boss man got the win, took out Slick. Another uh, fun moment when the Slickster gets taken out. Any thoughts on the big boss man or Akeem? Yeah, I'm mad that Akeem didn't win. You know that's my <laughs> boy. <laughs> Love that gear, by the way. Yes. And that yeah. figure is incredible. <laughs> one of my favorite figures is that one. Um, yeah, I, I would have rather seen him win, to be perfectly honest. Uh, we had Sean Mooney prepping the crowd for Rhythm and Blues. I thought it was really awkward. That was like an awkward interview segment they would do on TV now. Yeah. <laughs> with people who don't really want to talk about it, who don't really know what to say. Uh, Just throwing out puns and... Yeah. But what did you guys think of Hunka Hunka Honky Love? I hate the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Me too. That kid was prep spirit. I didn't hate. <laughs> I didn't hate the Honky Tonk Man. I thought it was entertaining for what it was, but this segment was kind of. Uh. I felt at least like, the Bushwhackers came to help. Yeah, I felt like watching it now. It was like so bad. It was good. <laughs> it was supposed to be bad. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, loved that the Bushwhackers crashed the party. Smash the instruments, do the thing, the, the things the Bushwhackers do. Uh, we had Fink announcing an attendance record. Funny how WrestleMania always breaks an attendance <laughs> record. 67,678 strong in, uh, where was this taken? Oh, Sky the Sky Dome. Dome in Toronto. Do you know where the next uh, WrestleMania took place, by any chance? <laughs> I, I don't know for sure. LA. I a hunch LA. it was Los Angeles. It was Los ah. Angeles. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, were you asking seriously? I thought you no. were. I, th- I was no. going to say. I thought you were asking jokingly because they Vincent mentioned it a million times, twenty-five times <laughs> through the course of. Yeah, we had ravishing Rick Rude and a very old, almost fifty-year-old Jimmy Superfly Snuka, mm. who right before his death was actually—I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but maybe since he's dead now, it doesn't matter. Uh, was a patient at my pharmacy. Really? <laughs> One day I was going through a refill list. And it has a patient's first and last name. And I, I'm, like, going down the list, refilling them, and I see James Snooker. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. I was like, that has to be him, doesn't it? How many <laughs> James Snookas are there out there? And so I looked at the date of birth and Googled. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's him. And sure enough, uh, this was when he was going through that trial, too. So when one of our drivers delivered to him, he was like, oh, I'm going to see if I can talk to Superfly. And uh, his wife was, like, waiting outside, wouldn't let anyone even get to the front door. Very trying time, I guess, in the Snooka household. But, yeah, interestingly enough, was a patient at the pharmacy I worked for. Um, yeah, what he, he looked really old and really pale. <laughs> yeah, and he out of shape, too. Out of shape. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Like, he had that dad, like, the abs, but still he, he had gut. He belly. Yeah. <laughs> 
He had that extra layer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Extra doughy layer. One man who didn't have an extra layer was my man Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he was did spelt. Not. <laughs> I love how they like made they made sure they got close ups of all the women. Oh yeah. Him. Def, uh, that was really brilliantly done camera work. He was an early inspiration for Mr. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> for what you see now. I believe it. You need the stash. <laughs> yeah, you should grow in the stash. Grow the porn Kelly. stash? Uh, you should. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, one with a rude awakening. Another one of my favorite finishers of all time. Where a neck breaker, you see one in most matches now. But um, his looked much more devastating. It did. Another guy who was presented unbelievably well. A key member of the Heenan family. Always had incredible tights. Looked great. Had the, the curly mullet. <laughs> great mustache. He looked awesome even with the short haircut when he was in DX for that cup of coffee. Um, yeah, I don't want to say this was a great match, but always fun to see Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, he was great. Alo, Love Rick Rude. <laughs> the tights. What did... I didn't. What's like, your favorite tights? Yeah, from Rude? favorite tights for me are probably they'll probably always be the Ultimate Warrior ones. The yellow with the IC title. Yeah. That was mine. Yeah, those are the ones. Is and there a figure it? with that? I'm not sure. He had ones with. Was it Jake the Snake's wife on it? it he had one. He had tights with somebody's wife on it. That was a, a pretty iconic one too. Um, yeah. Not a, not a great match, but I always love to see a rude awakening. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get to see Rick Rick Rude in, in an action. It was it's it's a treat. Yeah, it, I had was, to watch it was a real treat as a co-main event. I had to watch a highlight video of this. Did he cut a promo before like, taking off his robe? Uh, no, he did not. Unfortunately, he didn't. So you didn't miss. All out. right, so I didn't miss anything. No, he didn't tell all the fat, ugly, lazy. He didn't. He didn't do that. I unfortunately, wish. I wish he had. <laughs> uh, that leads us to the main event: the ultimate challenge, the ultimate warrior facing off against the immortal Hulk Hogan, title versus title. How long would it have been in this match in 2018? <laughs> yes. Before we would have gotten a "you can't wrestle" chant or God only knows what else. Oh, the new chant now is just doing, like, the elite or stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cher Rusev Day. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, This was obviously another one that was not a technical classic. It was way too long. It was, it was long, but it was two guys who you believed nobody could beat. Yeah, and they had a lot, a lot of fun elements in there. The I crowd mean, was crazy. There's still mm-hmm. stuff that, like, again, they've done it a couple times in this pay-per-view. Just elements that I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing again with the test of strength. The, um, you know, you're putting someone to sleep, you got to lift their arm. Do they, <laughs> they, they make it up for the three count? Yeah. These are fun elements that we, we talked about it before. They don't do that, that arm, arm raise right. thing anymore, which, you know, kind of a lost... The lost art. Lost art, yeah, I yeah. would say. Yeah, um, when we first started this episode, I talked about how, like... It was about the characters, and I could just sit down and enjoy this. And this was, like, the main thing you're supposed to just sit down and enjoy. You're, you're two big names just having a match in the crowd, just eating it up, not worrying about, oh, well, he didn't go, he didn't do a somersault over the top rope. Or, <laughs> I love you went right to somersault. Yeah, exactly. He didn't do a somersault. He didn't do, he didn't do a moonsault. He, 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 he didn't do this. He, he can't wrestle. None of that. You just sit down and enjoy the spectacle for what it was because that was so, huge. IC champion. He only does five moves. He only does five moves. I don't think there were five moves in this match. (laughs) There were. I I counted six. (laughs) Like, this this was just what wrestling is kind of supposed to be. Like, no matter 
whether you're good in the ring or not, it's just your two biggest names just going at it, and you're, po- you're supposed to enjoy it. And like I said, the, I, that's why I said I get this show Showstopper, because the crowd just ate this up, because they made it what it was supposed to be. It wasn't a clinic. It was just a showcase. It was of, a story. Yeah, it was a story between the two. And uh, Hogan's one of the rare people. That can just get me out my seat no matter what <laughs> song comes on. <laughs> like, when, like, I don't know if Prep knows this, but I know you do, but Voodoo mm-hmm. Child's my favorite Hulk Hogan yes. theme song. But when Real American came on, I was just shaking my hand. Like this <laughs> it's hard not to get a little It's hard not to get a little blood. Air guitar? Well, no, that's only about Voodoo Child. Okay. Yeah. And it's hard not to get a little thing. blood. And, but I was doing the ear thing at home. But Did you tear your shirt off in front of Angel? Not no, she wasn't home. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I did, did tear my shirt. <laughs> but, um, but like I said, like I enjoyed this, this entire match, and um, Earl Hebner was taking bumps even in the. Oh nights. yeah. <laughs> Was this was this the inception of Earl Hebner bumps? I, I don't. It's the I don't know. Probably yeah, not. I was but. wondering if that was going to happen because I haven't seen this match in like maybe, um, maybe about fifteen years because I I had that when WrestleMania seventeen came out. They had mm-hmm. this big WrestleMania yeah. book. And it came with the DVD, and that's why I saw this match for the first mm-hmm. time. So I haven't seen this match really since then. So I don't remember Earl Hebner bump. I, I just remember how it ends. And my one of my favorite parts when it ends is Hogan kicks out at, at three, three. Mm-hmm. and then after the match he's like praying to the he's yeah. pointing to the heavens. I did think that was great. Yeah. And, it, and then of course he hands Warrior the title, which was supposed to be the changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that Warrior was winded when he first came out. <laughs> like he runs to the ring, yeah. so when he starts to wrestle, he's already tired. Yeah, and they did a thing where they cross ropes for like three minutes, and then one guy dropped. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Warrior running the ropes is hard to watch. Like he'll by the time he gets to the other ropes, like <laughs> he would feel like I would have did a little better. Who's a better worker, Sapphire or Warrior? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Ron. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave that one on the table. <laughs> Sapphire is pretty good. Where, where belongs. Yeah. <laughs> on that table. Yeah. One thing I did appreciate about mm-hmm. this match, every time Warrior went for a pinfall on Hogan, the crowd, everybody got up. Like, everybody stood up. And that's, like, a law. Like, you don't see that anymore. Yeah. No, you do not. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Just like you said, this is the build-up to the uh, uh, M- Inevitable moment when Warrior was gonna was gonna get one over the Hogan. The one, the moment you've been fearing, as mm-hmm. you said earlier. Um, like I said, it had a lot of elements that you had to love. At first, these guys are going toe to toe, testing strength against each other, not moving each other. Then they're testing the strength, you know, the old school way with the with the, mm-hmm. the lock down, hands. locking down. The other guy's down, he gets up. Um, they're kind of showing each other up. Um, like you said, it's just a time when you can just get in there, enjoy the story, not worry about. A nine-star match. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just a good match. Yeah, it's, sure. it's telling the story. Like each guy's taking their best and getting up. Yeah, each guy is you know doing whatever they can to win the match, and then they get up. Um, Hogan, you know he he hawked out. Uh, Warrior, he did his little whatever you want to call yeah. it, rope shake thing. <laughs> Couldn't knock him down. They're going toe to toe, and like again, he barely got the three, but he got the three. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. all this no selling going on. <laughs> oh, they did that all the time. Especially you Hogan, need, you need a tank to finish one yeah, of these two guys. Especially when Hogan's talking out, you can't. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's you're in trouble. Yeah, well, they're the two guys I think in wrestling history who most <clears throat> most legendary comebacks, whatever you want to call them. They were two guys who could never be finished, and obviously in this match, one of them was going to have to be. For me, I think I want to say 
Warrior really started to rise to prominence in like 88 or 89. So it was a good probably close to two years that I was worried about the Ultimate Warrior facing Hulk Hogan. Because I never beat, wanted to see that he day. He beat Honky Tonk Man at SummerSlam the year prior mm-hmm. for the title. After, well, Honky Tonk Man had that long reign, right? Yeah. Okay. And he came out as the surprise the surprise opponent and ended the match in 12 seconds yeah. or whatever it was. Um, yeah, but this is... I remember, I didn't see this WrestleMania live. I remember the build to it. I remember being terrified about it. And there wasn't a lot of, obviously there was no internet, there was no real coverage of it, and I remember a couple weeks later finding out from someone that Warrior won and was just devastated. Your mind was blown. Yeah, it was devastated that Hogan lost to Warrior because you, you get so attached and it's almost like we get attached to the dumbest things. Like a lot of people will lose in fantasy football and take that as some kind of personal failure. Or you're you're an Eagles fan and they lose in the playoffs and you take that as a you take that personally. It was like I took that personally. Like I was lesser because Hulk Hogan you know, didn't I win. I thought about that after watching <laughs> Illumination Chamber. I was like, I remember back in the day where um I when if you didn't watch the pay per view, you had to wait the next day yeah. to go to school, and then you you would try to find out who had like the bootleg box, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, be like, and just be like, "Did you watch it? Did you watch this? Did you watch this pay per view? Yeah. Who won? Who won?" And like for example, like I'll I'll never forget Backlash 2000 when The Rock beat Triple H, and I went to school the next day, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Triple H won? Triple H won? No, The Rock won. No, <laughs> I was so bad." And another another thing you gotta know, I mean, with this match is like. Looking at wrestling today, you didn't have to end this with, like you said, two of your biggest names. You didn't have to end it with one guy taking six finishers. Yeah, there was no finisher that ended it. Right, it was it was a, a splash. It was a splash. That Not even it, off the top. It wasn't bro. off the griller press, <laughs> which was Warriors finisher. He finished him. Yeah, he missed the leg drop. Two of the biggest names. He really was finished by missing the the, the leg yeah, drop. Yeah, the yeah, big leg. leg. <laughs> that was what, that was what truly did Hogan in was missing the the, missing the leg infamous drop. leg drop. If that leg drop. Bodies drop. Yeah, so Ultimate Warrior gets the win. He vacated the Intercontinental Championship. Mr. Perfect was the next Intercontinental Champion. Um, the Warrior held the world title for 293 days until he lost it to Sergeant Slaughter, whose character at that time was the former you know, U.S. military guy who defected to the yes. side of Iraq during yes. the Gulf War. Sounds familiar, huh? With General Adnan or whatever his name was. And then Hogan beat Slaughter at Mania next year, right? I want to say it was at SummerSlam, but I'm not sure. It might have been Mania. It was Mania. Okay. Mania it was, okay. Yeah. That's I I oh, that's that. right. He kept that purple strap, too. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, so the ultimate warrior, obviously Hulk Hogan goes down whether you are a fan of his or not you can't take away from he truly is the biggest star in the history of pro wrestling sports entertainment whatever you want to call it and i don't know that it's really close i mean the rock has become a huge star outside of wrestling but as a wrestler he was nowhere near the level hulk hogan was at is john cena the one who's like the closest or was austin the one I would say Austin is the one only because I know I could ask I could I could reference Stone Cold Steve Austin to anyone and they would know who it was. And Cena I guess has gotten to that level where if I mention John Cena people have seen him somewhere. But I feel like C- I feel like Austin was such a sensation for that two or three years 
Whereas I don't know that Cena has really gotten there on a national slash worldwide level. Everyone still knows who Hulk Hogan is. Yeah, but everybody knew who Hulk Hogan was through wrestling. So yeah. that's the different thing. Like, he stayed specifically with wrestling. He did a bunch of... What's that t- TV show he did that was bad? The was it? The, I don't remember. It was Bay something Watch. like it wasn't Thunder Bay Beach Watch. or yeah, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, Thunder Paradise. And then he had a, and then he um he did one of my favorite franchises, Three Ninjas. <laughs> but that was terrible. But um, Three Ninjas was awesome. No, yeah. that one was all, the first two. I'll give you, but the one <laughs> he did was terrible. And he actually wore a wig to cover it. Took it off because he saw he was washed. He, but, he was uh, terrific in the holds bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. And um. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan, he was specifically through wrestling. Like Cena, he kind of, he's doing more mainstream stuff now, but I think people know him more through wrestling. Though The Rock, you could argue it. But he was big, and people knew who he was. He hosted Saturday Night Live when he was in WWF. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was a big star, but he did not have 100% name recognition like Hulk Hogan did. Mm-hmm. And some of that could just be there was so much less TV and entertainment in 1984 than there was in 1999. So you, you just were going to, there was less out there to have to know. So Hogan was easier to know. But, but the, where I'm going is Hogan, biggest star ever. Warrior, not very decorated. He won one world title, he had two intercontinental championship reigns. But he's stiff Triple H. Yeah, but he's, he's yeah he did, but he has a very long lasting legacy. I don't know what what are your I guess final thoughts on the Ultimate Warrior? Because I think I feel like we kind of all know where we stand on Hogan. Yeah, he was a colorful character, but he just didn't do it for me. Yeah, Joey. I think he reminds me of your favorite wrestler Goldberg in a way. <laughs> <laughs> he was big when he was big, but he fell pretty quick. Yeah. Halo. Yeah, well, I can't, I can't really have like much of an opinion on that because I wasn't around. And my first taste of Ultimate Warrior, like I said, was off that WrestleMania DVD. Yeah. From the from the book, and I think the next time I revisited was from the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior because that DVD came out a few years later, and it was like okay. They're just basically destroying his grip in this guy, and then you know how WWE is, they'll yeah. bring you back and make mm-hmm. and, and put a positive spin on you. So I can't really give you like a good feeling on the warrior. And but at this time wrestling wasn't about in ring work. It was just about the colorful characters and how they made you feel. So I'm sure so we we know he does have a positive effect on people on a lot of people that we know. So that's all I, I for that I could just say that he had a good po- impact on the world of wrestling. Yeah, he was a success. He an impact. He was a success because he, that. Yeah, he's had a long-lasting effect on the industry. He got to do that promo literally hours before he died. That kind of is the stuff of legend now. He now has a, an award named after him that gets presented at the Hall of Fame every year. Which was which I've enjoyed most of all those awards that have been given out. And I'm really looking forward to this year's. Me too. Yeah, that kid's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that too, <laughs> uh, on our, on our weekly show when we record that. But uh, any final thoughts on WrestleMania six? It was a fun watch. Like I said, when I first picked it, I was like, "Man, this is gonna be a hard watch." Yeah, and I, I, I was, was wrong. Before I hit play, I was like, "Should I text prep to see if he wants to change his mind?" <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, 
Uh, it took me way back to my childhood, back when I was probably on the, the, the economy size of uh, baby oil instead of now on the big oh. gallon <laughs> baby oil that I have to yeah. use to lather, <laughs> lather my sexy body up. I, I, mean, I love the idea of Joey watching WrestleMania six in trunks all, <laughs> all oiled up like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I didn't even have my ball cap. I hope your parents had plastic Were, were you tanning? It's tanning a little bit. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, to me, it was it was a good walk down memory lane. There was some stuff I liked more than I remembered. Some stuff I was like, how did I ever like that? And, yeah, the two of the biggest, most formidable characters in the history of the industry clashing like two titans, as uh, as Ricky the Dragon Steamboat said before his match with Macho Man at WrestleMania three. The match that I theorized as a 10-year-old, I don't know if it'll ever end because I don't think either guy can lose. So, yeah, not not a classic in the sense that most people would talk about it now, but a pretty legendary main event for WrestleMania. I guess it's kind of apropos that we had our first mixed match, uh, mixed gender tag match that we were looking at another one mm-hmm. down the road. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about current day or are you talking about back then? Well, we had one back then, which was the first ever. Mm-hmm. And, and now looking, we have the mixed match looking challenge. At, we're looking, looking at the mixed match challenge and we have another uh, mixed match, it looks like, in WrestleMania. Wait, which one is that? Oh, Ronda Rousey. I yeah. forgot about that. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Uh, so I guess that is the show uh, for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rodermill. Loving your face. <laughs> for international YouTube superstar, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepequina. Thanks. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the mystery man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.